keep forgetting to tell you that chris littlefield says hi well hi back to chris (laughs) (laughs) he's gonna kill me (laughs) when he hears this he's like i told you that like two weeks ago why can't you remember anything actually he would never he would never anyway um okay so yeah hi uh i'm gonna leave all of that in and welcome to boldly go a star trek strange new worlds podcast uh, we know you have so many choices when it comes to those Strange New Worlds podcasts, mm-hmm. and we really appreciate that once again, or if maybe this, this is your first time, uh, for once, <laughs> <laughs> joining us. Thanks for being here. For, yeah, thanks for being here. I, you know, I didn't do that very well, and that's okay. That's okay. I can, I can learn from my failures. I'm not afraid of failure. Obviously. (laughs) But yeah, so hello. I am one host of two. I am Brandy Jackola, and with me is the effervescent yet unwell Suzanne Williamson. (laughs) Poor Suzanne's not feeling well today, but she is going to fake it so hard just for you guys. This is what we'll do for you. This is how much we care, how much we love and appreciate you. It's just stupid allergies got the best of me. Oh, yeah, so bad. Seriously, there is so much pollen in the air here right now that my car is sticky. Yeah. My car is sticky all over. Well, if I don't remember to take my Zyrtec D, then I get massive amounts of sinus drainage. That makes me sick to my stomach, and I can't function. Yeah. So gross. Yeah, it's, so it's great. It's I'm lovely. So sorry. It's just, it's just, I don't know, guys. If you don't understand severe allergies, um, it's debilitating. So just, just understand that much. And, and we're so grateful that you're here, Suzanne. Otherwise, I'd be just shouting into the void. Well, I mean, I'd be doing that anyway. But... That sounds like fun. I'd listen. <laughs> but I'd have nobody to yes and me. So <laughs> <laughs> just. I need that yes and I need that yes and yeah improv for one is not easy and so thank you well, I could get my cat in anything. here and she could watch yeah well that's I don't <laughs> think she'll be um I, I just don't think she'll be interested in anything I'm doing so I'm just a face on a screen she probably she recognizes you. me as a face yeah probably mm-hmm. probably yeah. All right. Uh, we're talking about Strange New Worlds, and we're talking about episode five of Strange New Worlds. We're halfway no. through. How is it? We're halfway through. No. I don't want it to be over. Halfway through. It's unacceptable. Anyway, it is unacceptable. And this episode is appropriately titled Spock Amuck. <laughs> amuck, amuck, so amuck. So it kind of... <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it kind of, you kind of going into it know that there's going to be some hijinks mm-hmm. just from the title. Yes. So it's not really a surprise that there are hijinks. And I have to say, I did watch um, The Ready Room right after we watched the episode mm-hmm. for the second time. And if I had had time, I would have watched it a third time because... I'll just I'll just say it now. I really enjoyed this episode. As soon as I saw the first scene, I knew you were going to enjoy the episode. I was like, "Oh my god, it's Spock on Spock action!" Brandy yep. can't take There's it. There's no <laughs> such thing. No such thing as too much Spock. Anyway, just yeah, and uh, 
it's very obviously they're making callbacks to a muck time oh yeah music from, they threw that in yeah, i was like oh my even. god i know that but <laughs> the gong and the bells and the i'm gonna butcher the pronunciation of this Lirhus. yeah <laughs> yeah how does ortegas have scars from I, that i want to know i want that story i want to know that story yeah i want to know that story because they're very sharp mm-hmm. according to her she's she's still got scars here's the thing star trek is not known for doing comedy especially well unless it's something like lower decks mm-hmm. but i think that because of the talent of two of the well actually all of the holy trinity which is spock pike and and number one i think that this actually worked on a comedic level in so many ways and that a lot of that is down to both ethan and gia (laughs) because okay let's just get into it so cold open the cold open yeah, instead of your teeth falling out, your ears change. What? Yeah, all of a sudden you're all human and T'Pring doesn't want him. And yeah. actually that's kind of a little bit reminiscent of what's going to happen with T'Pring rejecting him because he's become something of a legend and she doesn't want to be the consort <laughs> of a legend. Like, wow, you have no faith in this guy whatsoever. What is wrong with you? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So he has this dream where uh, T'Pring rejects him and uh, orders Califi and Spock <laughs> has to fight. And he's like, well, who am I fighting? And she points to someone and it's his Vulcan self, his yes. fully Vulcan self. And this was really well filmed. I think it's because at no point did I think who is that standing in for Ethan when they're fighting didn't even occur to me just totally believed that's two Spocks right there the human Spock the Vulcan Spock it was pretty close yeah yeah and uh, he basically is about to get beheaded it seems (laughs) 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 he's pretty close by his fully Vulcan self and he Wakes up in a sweat. Ooh, more sweaty Spock. And <laughs> I'm not really into sweaty people. It's not that. It's just that he looks good no matter what. It's like, yay. Um, that That is a, that's an intense dream. And it obviously speaks to his deep-seated fears of being rejected for his human half. So... And that, of course, is an issue with T'Pring. Yeah, just as well, a little bit. Because she you know. is... She throws some shade in this episode. <laughs> yeah, just just uh just, you know, a garbage truck full. That's all. Um and and then Tapring is going to show up because they're going to spend time together cuz she's arranged her schedule so that she she can do two things at once. She's got to go get this guy Barjon whatever his name is. And because uh, he needs to, she needs to try to get him to come back to the path of logic after disregarding you know, logic and living just... an emotional life. Why force your logic on people? Let, let your Vulcans be who they're going to be. Mm-hmm. And I think, honestly, that's why Spock is mm-hmm. such a fascinating character, because he has to balance both of those sides. And he hasn't quite figured that out yet. And I think it's not something that he ever fully figures out. And you just always, that's just something he's always working on throughout his life up until, and we don't even, I mean, we never see an on-screen death for him. And I'm not counting the Mm. one that happened in Star Trek, Um, the Kelvin movies. Um, Because I guess they would count that Whenever he disappeared from the prime timeline is what they yeah, would Yeah, I guess if you go missing for long enough. Death. In You're dead. Air quotes. Crew of Voyager. Dead. Yet dead. Everybody thought they were dead. No faith. No faith. So, yeah, when T'Pring gets there, she is... Snippy. Catty. <laughs> <laughs> I should... Snippy is a better word for it. She is snippy. 
and is uh, sh- the first shade that she throws is uh, oh this place looks so human I can't believe a Vulcan would sleep here I'm like yeah and why did he try and cover it up with I'm re- in the middle of redecorating don't lie yeah it's again it comes from that lifelong trauma of being ostracized because of his human heritage trying to please all Vulcans I'm just like you buddy just be you Spock damn it yeah and that's and that's the thing he kind of figures out towards the end but (laughs) it's just I just am like dude dude you know you don't actually have to marry her right you know you deserve better you absolutely deserve someone who appreciates all of you, mm-hmm. including your human side and the unique person that that makes you. And that, again, he talks about that later, is why he appreciates being in Starfleet, because they take him just as he is mm-hmm. and don't ostracize him for that human half. Ooh. Boy, we're gonna have some fun times with that later. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and he's got to go do this diplomatic thing with the what is it, Rongovians? Is that right? I think it was <laughs> Ronco. It's the Ronco aliens. Yeah. Yeah. It honestly, what it makes me think of is a made-up European uh, monarchy in <laughs> a, a Hallmark movie. Yes. You know, this is the prince from Rongovia. It's <laughs> so just the first thing I thought of. Terrible, terrible me. Uh, yeah, it is Rongovian. I had to look it up. So the whole thing with the Rongovian protectorate is that they exist in an area of space between the Klingons and the Romulans. And going through their territory is the fastest way to get to the Beta Quadrant. But since they're allies, they're not allies, they've lost a lot of ships in that area. And now, yeah, yeah, now the Rongovians are thinking, hey, we need some allies because we're not huge. And maybe somebody else could help, you know, shore up our defenses and we can hold our own. So, yeah, so they're... Both Pike and Spock are there to negotiate, and it looks like Uhura is being the court reporter. (laughs) (laughs) In case universal translators go down, she's there. I I suppose. I do suppose that is possible. And uh, April does show Pike some footage of the uh, negotiations (laughs) that went sour with the Tellarites. And the funny thing is, is that it's kind of a throwaway line in the beginning, but I, I picked up on it really fast. And it's when, uh, I, be- I believe it's April that says that they're empathic and that's a big part of their culture. And I thought, well, okay, if they're empathic, that means they are absorbing mm-hmm. what the other person is putting out and taking it on as part of themselves, because that's what empaths do. They feel everybody else's emotions as strongly as they feel their own so and if you don't believe in impasse well guess what it's a fact just deal with it Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes we're not like deanna troy okay we're not we're not empathic like that but it's not easy it's just not easy and people denying that impasse exists is just another thing to deal with so just just don't just don't say it. Just don't say it. Let people be who they are. <laughs> and uh, so so they're talking about how things are going to go the next day. And then the Rongovians show up and like, okay, let's do this, bitch. And they're like, oh. Uh, we I, were. Like, so if we I were, knew you were coming, uh, I'd have baked a cake. Yeah. I would have I would have prepared something delicious for you. And. This is where I picked up for sure that the empathy was kicking in because this guy became charismatic mm-hmm. and happy when he was talking to Pike, who was being him, his charismatic, cordial self. In his wraparound tunic. His green wrap tunic, uh-huh. bitches. Oh, yeah. The 
a mint tunic. I know. It it was um it it had really nice like it looked almost like leather, leather on the yeah. shoulders, but I'm sure it wasn't quite leather. But uh, yeah, it was um it was nice. Mm-hmm. It was well designed and uh, well and some mount looks good in anything, let's be honest. I mean, well I would like yeah. to see him in a paper bag and then I can judge if he does look well. Good <laughs> I have some good news for you, I get a but I bag. can't tell you. I can't tell you during this episode. Oh. <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll tell you when we're not recording. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so now Spock's going to miss dinner with T'Pring, which he promised he'd be there. Oh, that's, that's not good. No, it's uh-uh. not. But at the same time, how do you help that? Seriously, how do you help that? Is, Spock didn't have a choice in this matter. Is there a way he could have sent a message? Excuse himself yeah, I, for a bathroom break. Something. Yeah, well, that's the thing. These negotiations are so delicate that any move could be interpreted. Uh, interpreted? Wow. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it could be interpreted. As an offensive gesture. So, yeah, I'm sure that that was first and foremost on his mind, too. Well, see, that's the thing. How can you weigh such two important things against each other and have one win? It's, you, I don't know. It's like, okay, well, I missed dinner with my fiancé, but we may gain this these people as allies and be able to use their territory to keep, you know, Klingons and Romulans from starting a fight. You know, yeah. it's kind of like, but this is those the, are pretty big stakes. This is the second time he's messed up. Yeah, but it is it his fault? No. By it putting like Starfleet ahead of her, she sees it as his fault. I realize that, but... <laughs> Honestly, if it were me, mm-hmm. if I were if I were on the receiving end of that, I'm the kind of person that I would be like, oh, wow, yeah, you do what you need to do, and we'll have dinner when you get back. And see, that I, would be me. I would have already eaten my portion of the dinner, and when he got there, I'd been like, bitch, bye. See ya. Because <laughs> I was hungry. I made the food. I'm going to eat the food. Mm-hmm. Well, I would probably eat too because, you know, I have to eat every four or five hours or I get really, really mean and really, really sick. So, yeah, I probably would have eaten as well, but I don't know. I just, after being married for nearly 25 years, it just seems to me like there's a a better way to have, to have had that situation go when he finally gets back to his quarters. Yeah. But, and... See, it's just one of those things where his he can't win. No. Whatever he does, he can't win. And that's not fair. Which is why either. he should not be with a Vulcan. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're going to be with a Vulcan, be with a fun Vulcan. Because, right? <laughs> honestly, Spock is a fun Vulcan in this series. Yes, Especially in this episode. He has some great fun moments. He has a sense of humor. He absolutely has a sense of humor. Like, you know, he was very good at throwing shade at Michael in season two of Discovery. <laughs> like after she, you know, it was um, after the episode, The Red Angel. So it was mm-hmm. the episode following that, which for some reason, the name of that episode escapes me. But um, yeah, she wakes up and when Spock finally gets there, he's like, oh, you're awake you're sooner than expected. And and uh, you know, and then she finds out that that it's her mother down there, etc. And, uh, yeah, there's just a lot of stuff that he says, like, yes, it fits your emotional profile to take everything on yourself. She's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, know, he's good at dishing out. He just doesn't do that with Dupring, which, again, speaks to his fear of rejection for being who he is, which breaks my heart. So yeah, T'Pring's pissed, and she's like, "Fine, I'm going home," and <laughs> leaves. 
And uh, so now, now it's time for shore leave. Shore leave. Yeah, mm-hmm. shore leave. Well, the Starbase One is a great place for shore leave because of all those biodomes. Yeah. I mean, you can do so many different That's things. That's why you need your fishing hat. Yes. <laughs> Stop making fun of Mbenga for that hat, man. He looked you adorable keep your lore in it. Somewhere. It was so great. I'm like, do not listen to those ladies. <laughs> your hat is great, man. You just keep it up. So, yeah, he's going to go fishing. I'm sure he doesn't actually bring back any fish because he Catch wouldn't want release. to kill any of them. Yeah. It's all about the skill of, can I do this? Mm-hmm. Okay, I did this. Back to the sea with you, little person. So, a little fishy actually would be that. <laughs> he might have caught a person. You never know. There might have been somebody swimming yeah. and he hooked him. Yeah. And so, so we've got Mbenga and Nurse Chapel and Ortega's going down for shore leave. I love that team up of them. They are just hilarious mm-hmm. together. They are. They are. I figure that uh, we could do like a whole um, episode just on, <laughs> just on that team up. I could write so much fan fiction. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Laon and Una are basically there sending everybody <laughs> off. And... Benga mentions the, the nickname. nickname. And Ortega's is like, no, 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 no. He's like, I don't know what I'm saying. But Una and Laon are not stupid. And he was like, what? And Ortega's is like, well, you know, because you guys never go on shore leave, they call you, you know, where fun goes to die. <laughs> Poor Una. <laughs> it's like, a dagger in her heart. She was just like, what? <laughs> but she's like, oh, I don't care. I don't care. Energized. And so she's like, what? <laughs> what? You guys haven't even heard me sing. <laughs> I so, just like when she questions Chief Kyle, she's like, have you heard this? And he, uh, like, no, 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 uh, no, 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 I've never heard that. <laughs> Obviously he has. Obviously he did not cover very no, well on Chief that Kyle. one. Poor Kyle. I hear he's so mean. I don't believe that for a damn minute. <laughs> Me either. Me oh. either. Who who could possibly think that? Yeomans, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what do they know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, ev- everybody's gone and uh, Una decides that she doesn't want to be where fun goes to die, but they... Uh, they get an alert that somebody's in the airlock, and so they've got to check that out. Could be an intruder. <laughs> and Laon goes, "Who's on backup duty?" And belay Luna that. Says, I, I'm your, yeah, belay that. I'm your backup. I don't know what they're talking about. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> they go to the airlock, and it's these two yeomen in environment suits and uh, it's nice to see a female bolian thanks is. for that guys and uh, a human and they were preparing to do a little hull walk out to the scorch as it's called to sign it which was you know for enterprise bingo <laughs> which <laughs> call back to episode one when ortegas mentions enterprise bingo yep. So I appreciate that they didn't just, that that wasn't just a throwaway line. Mm-hmm. Really appreciate that. And uh, Una's still bothered by the whole where fun goes to die. Thing. Fun's funeral. I don't want to be fun's yeah, funeral. Fun's fu- no, no, no. It's where fun goes to die. Lawn <laughs> <laughs> has to be precise. And uh, after dealing with these, uh, these two girls, which... Um, Laon calls bad cop and Una's like, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> they are so fun. I want to see them together more often. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> they're obviously, you know, they, we know they have a history. So, uh, after doing the good cop, bad cop thing and saying that their shore leave, telling their shore leave has been canceled, revoked, and they have to go do three rotations with Chief Kyle, and they better get down there. And like Chief Kyle, oh, he's so mean. He's not. <sighs> wow. I don't know what you're talking wow. about. He is not mean. 
I I don't know what misunderstanding happened there that hurt their little feelings, <laughs> but there is no way in hell that Kyle is fine. Look at his face. Just look at his face. Look at that beautiful face. I just want to squeeze his little face. Um, he's just so cute. He looks like he's twelve. I don't care. He's just great. Three cheers for for Chief Kyle. And so, <laughs> so now this the this next scene because Una decides they're gonna do Enterprise Bingo and she she has found a pad in the quarters of one of the yeomen that uh Laon actually mm-hmm. had found it when doing a a regular security suite yes. uh-huh yeah mm-hmm. and uh she says you know we could we could do this and it was like no 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 let's do this let's do this <laughs> and the first thing on the list it's so, it's so funny it helps so much with subtitles because the first time i watched this i was not entirely sure mm-hmm. what the point of it was but with the subtitles i'm like oh she's chewing gum until the flavor's gone then being transported out and transported back in and seeing if it reconstitutes the gum's flavor and it does i don't see how it would do that i don't know either maybe when it's recombining <laughs> when it's recombining the molecules and atoms i don't know but apparently that is that's a true thing and i just i just love una's little tiny fist pump just yeah <laughs> <laughs> there are so many bizarre things that they're doing like they're having a phaser showdown in one of the corridors oh, that is not a good idea don't do that <laughs> No, but I mean, the corridors are so empty that it's very unlikely that anything bad is going to happen to anyone of the two people with the phasers on stun. Yeah, oh, that really stings. (laughs) 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 These two together. Love it so much. Oh, my God. So, yeah, they decide that... uh, they're going to keep going and finish the list. We don't get to see the entire list, but well, I don't um, think they have to do the sit in the captain's chair because both of them have already done that. Yeah, they've already done. So that's that. already checked so, off. Yep, not a problem there. So uh, the the last thing we get to see them doing is them doing a spacewalk with just a force field and not environment ah, suits. That would scare me. To go sign the scorch, <laughs> and this is that moment when I I'm like I forgot that Rebecca Romaine was a southpaw, <laughs> but the thing is she must have some ambidextrous abilities because when they were doing the phaser challenge she had it in her right hand mm-hmm. so I'm guessing she's probably ambidextrous. I'm left-handed, but I bat right-handed. Yeah. Maybe so, she, although I switch up bowling, I can do either. Yeah, that's ambidexterity yep. right there, yep. right there. Very cool. And uh, so they do get to go out and sign the Scorch, which is the oldest piece of unreplaced hull on the ship. Until it needs so to it be is, replaced. Yeah, but it's probably never going to be replaced because, you know, everybody's signed it. And even so, if they do replace pop it, it off it's going to go into it. like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just hey, we just need to fix this, and then we'll just pop it back on. So so that's a that's a fun side story, is uh, Una finding out what it's like to not be where fun goes to die. <laughs> <laughs> just so much fun seeing those two together. Now we've got Ortegas and Nurse Chapel, and Ortegas is grilling Chapel about this guy she's been seeing. What was his name? Devon. Deaver. Dever, Dever. I can't like remember that. whether how it was pronounced. I know it's D E V E R because I remember it in the subtitles, but I can't remember if she said Dever or Dever. How foggy my brain gets after less than a day <laughs> after seeing the episode. Um, after less than a day after. Wow. Yes. Brandy is killing it in the English language tonight. So, yeah, and uh, this this is when we find out that. 
Chapel doesn't do relationships. She doesn't like commitment. She just wants to have fun. Mm -hmm. And that's what she thinks it is with this guy. And when she meets up with him, uh, he obviously thinks it's something more. Let's take it to the next level. Yeah, it's like, you know, you could transfer to my ship or I could transfer to Enterprise. I don't know which one would be better. It's like, okay. That's that's actually seemed to me a, a really big assumption. Yeah. <laughs> like a really big assumption because it's obvious that she had never even said anything like, I love you. Mm-hmm. So, and he's talking about, you know, one of them moving to be on the ship with the other. That's a big step. Yeah, that requires, like, a lot more communication going on before Mm -hmm. you get to that point. And obviously, they don't have very much communication if they just meet up to hook up. Yeah. So, which is weird because generally in situations like these, it's the reverse, where the woman thinks it's something more Mm -hmm. and the guy is like, "Eh, no. So, nice switcheroo on that. I appreciate that. Equal rights, equal representation. We appreciate that. Yes. Women can be, you know, very noncommittal as well. And and she's, like, starting to freak out while he's talking. And then she sees Spock across the way. And she's like, oh, I, uh, I I'm sorry. I have to check on my friend. I have to, I have to check on <laughs> my friend. Because he does look pretty forlorn. Eating his soup. <laughs> Eating his, is it Plomeek soup? I is hope it? it's Plomeek. I really do too. And uh, she sits down and has a chat with him. And my favorite thing is how she gives him relationship device. Th- device? What? Okay. <laughs> they have devices Just, for that now. Fuck me. I just can't <laughs> do it in there. Right. Advice. Advice. I am having dyslexia of the mouth. <laughs> She gives him relationship device, and I'm like, oh, honey, you are the last person that should give me relationship device. But, uh, you know, he was was basically explaining the situation, and she smacks him in the head. I love that. (laughs) Just the look on his face. I'm not familiar with that. (laughs) He's just... This is just, this is Ethan at his most brilliant best. It just is every reaction of facial expression. It's just so perfect. So perfect. And, you know, she basically does have some good advice in Mm -hmm. the regards of, you know, you need to see, try to see things from her point of view. (laughs) And, but she needs to do the same. You know, Tapring needs to do the same. It needs to be a two-way street. And so he does take that under consideration and goes back to Tapring. And they're going to do this ritual that I can't remember the name of. Sorry, guys. And uh, it's it's a a soul sharing, which is apparently supposed to be, like, instantaneous. And then, you know, it's like... I'm there for a second and I mm-hmm. get a ton of information downloaded into my consciousness about my other, about my partner or whatever. And then I'm back in my own body, but it doesn't work not, that way. Not this time. Everything went all no. freaky Friday. Yes. The freaky Friday episode of <laughs> Star Trek Strange New Worlds. <laughs> Usually I do not like body swap stories, but this one is so fucking good. I was not expecting it to go there, and I was like, oh, damn. Yeah, I was not expecting that either. I was expecting, you know, something to happen where there's something in Pring's mind that he's like, oh, no, or, you know, Mm -hmm. the other way around. And I'm like, and I knew immediately what had happened because their posture was different Mm -hmm. between the two of them. The way they were speaking was different. Just the way they moved was different. And I'm like, you guys are fucking brilliant. You're so they, good. They also changed the lighting on their eyes mm-hmm. very subtly. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I really liked that. I was like, that's, that's cool. So well done. So well done. And then they stand up and go over to the windows and are looking at the bodies that they're in. And... <laughs> 
And it's just, oh no, what do we do? And Spock's like, I don't know. I don't know. And uh, my favorite part is when Pike swings by because the <laughs> negotiations are not going so well and they only want to talk to Spock now. And they're trying to hide what they've yes. done. <laughs> And it's it's so perfect because the way that Ethan is standing, he's standing like to Pring. Mm-hmm. The hand placement, everything, the posture, the softer voice, everything. You just, you feel that. You can feel that that's, you know, you would believe that that was to Pring in yeah. somebody else's body. And the same thing for to Pring, you know, Gia being as Spock as possible. <laughs> Captain. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, Chris. <laughs> Chris, Captain. You there. (laughs) Yeah. You got this guy. This guy. And they finally admit what happened and said, now that you know, you can probably tell that we're, you know, it should be easy to tell that we're in each other's bodies. It's like, yeah, sure. Of course. I I like that Pike thought it was a joke to start with. (laughs) Get out of town. We are not in a town. (laughs) Just, just, okay. You know, there's so many ways that this could have gone wrong, but they Mm -hmm. had the absolute right people doing this. And the writing is so well done. Just, it could have worked. Could have ended up being Spock's brain. Yeah, well, let's not think about that. Um, because that certainly wasn't meant to be a comedy episode. <laughs> it sure enough is. <sighs> so as it turns out, uh, T'Pring says that she will pretend to be Spock for these negotiations. Mm-hmm. And while she's gone, Spock says that he will try to find a way to reverse this, whatever this is. And then Tapring's uh, minion calls and says, hey, um, Barjan won't talk to anybody but you, so you're going to have to go get him. Sorry, I know that this was like your time and stuff, but... But duty. But duty. And so like whatever you're involved in, you need to drop it and go do this shit. Okay, thanks. Bye. So, you know, honestly, if T'Pring were still in her own body, she would be doing the same thing that she is accusing Spock of. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So she goes down to whatever biosphere that this guy is in, which also happens to be the one where Ortegas and Chapel are. And... Uh, He's he's marching right up to right towards Chapel and Chapel's like shit. And Ortega's is like, what? And he's is like, that um, Spock's girlfriend? Yeah, I'm I may I may have I may have given Spock some relationship advice. She's like, what? It's hard what? to tell, but she looks pissed. She looks pissed. And then And so Nurse Chapel is like terrified of what's about to happen. And then Spock says, I need your help. And he, you know, cut to him explaining what happened. (laughs) And she's just like, oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, wow. And then she tells him, well, this is a perfect opportunity to, like, walk a mile in her shoes. Mm -hmm. So go do what needs to be done. You know, she's doing your job. You go do hers. And he asks her to come with him. Uh, which Chapel does, and they go see this Barjan, who is a racist fucker. He is oh a my face. God. Oh my God. Who wants him back in the path of logic? Certainly not me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they have a, an altercation of words, and then uh, he just keeps getting worse and worse and is being very demeaning towards Christine. And Spock is just like, fuck it, and just knocks the guy out cold. Damn. 
knocks the guy out cold. Of course, he would have been up and about within 30 to 120 seconds, else he would have had brain damage because, as we all know, you don't knock someone unconscious for hours on end without brain damage because that's how medicine actually works. It's just long enough to get him into custody. Yeah, it's just long enough to cuff him. Cuff him, Dano. I don't know. Book him, Dano. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) I know my old Hawaii Five-Ville references. Yes, guys, it used to be a show back in like the 70s, okay? Before it was ever remade for CBS. Anyway, CBS loves bringing back things that were popular like 30, 40 years ago and trying Mm -hmm. again because they're relying on the people who are my age. (laughs) Well, (laughs) honestly, it's it's never really been dead. Not completely. The torch has been carried since 1966. And carry it we shall continue to do, no matter what. I don't know why I'm saying this. (laughs) (laughs) There was a little bit of time between... TV shows and the Kelvin movies. Yeah, but that, that's the thing, though. It was, it became so easy to consume the older series. I mean, like, the, uh, during the pandemic's height, which was basically all of 2020 mm-hmm. and early 2021 into mid-2021, so many people who were, you know, in quarantine because no one could go out because this thing was just ravaging the country. That's when they discovered, I mean, a whole new group of people mm-hmm. that are like old, you know, young enough to be my children if I had them. Discovering Enterprise. Discovering Voyager. Voyager discovering Deep Space Nine. And, and loving them. And that, you know, if you, if you had to have a pandemic... At least there were streaming services that could give you things oh. like Star Trek. Oh, could you imagine it back in the 90s? Oh, God. Oh. No, I, actually, I can because I I was an adult in the 90s. Like before the internet 90s. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember oh. those days. I do remember those days. It was terrible because you couldn't watch anything if it got preempted which mm-hmm. is how I missed half of Voyager and half of Enterprise. So, yeah. but I'm, I, I remedied Enterprise. I'm working on Voyager now and uh, it shall be done. It shall be done. I'm going to see every episode because then I can Oops. say I've seen every episode of Star Trek that has ever been. Until a new one comes out. <laughs> until a new one comes out and then I'll watch those. <laughs> watch them as they come. So, yeah. So, anyway, I, at least they get Barjon into custody. We don't see that yes. part. That would be boring. But uh, they, uh, the whole negotiation thing with the Rongorians, <laughs> the Rongorian protector, they, it's, uh, it's not going terribly well with, uh, with Spock, uh, T'Pring, with T'Pring Spock. Yeah. She's being very logical, of course. And they're being very logical back. And then they start in on the whole half-breed thing, much like what yeah. Spock experienced in Down with Barjan. I don't... I, she was not expecting that. And she did not know how to respond. She's and never I, had to even think about that. Yeah, she's never had to think about it. She's never had any kind of empathy whatsoever mm-hmm. for what Spock might have experienced and now she's getting it right in her face and I'm like yeah and you should you should know what it's yeah. like for him and Pike interrupts which <laughs> you know he wants to interrupt and April's <laughs> April like stop was it like, no don't stop do it, it. we're just here observers yeah and then Pike's like fuck this I'm not letting this stand. And he says, pardon me for interrupting. And he, he makes one of his, his Pike speeches, mm-hmm. of course, and basically is saying to T'Pring, because, you know, obviously he knows it's T'Pring, that, you know, why he's one of the finest officers in Starfleet and all these things, like explaining to her, while seeming yeah. like he's explaining to the Rongovians, 
why he is why he's awesome because mm-hmm. he is awesome and he is uh, the best of starfleet he is he's what starfleet's all about and so that's that's actually a great scene and then pike says i i didn't mean to interrupt him i'm like yes you fucking did what are you lying don't say that you you say i'm sorry for interrupting and you go back and sit down <laughs> but he does he does lean over to um to to pring and say i i never should have put you in this position let's get you out of here yeah. And uh, they get up to leave, and the Rongovians are like, "Well, we'll we'll meet with you one more time, and uh, you know, wait for you for, for a summary, so so to speak, so mm-hmm. a final summary of why we should join you." So at least there's that. And finally, we're gonna get hopefully these two switched back into their own bodies with some fun, <laughs> foul-smelling paste and some light-up thingies. Ah, oh, but it's sea urchin. I'm like, you should be eating that, not spreading it on your forehead. Yeah, but you know, it simulates skin, and that's what he's really going for. I don't know why. I didn't quite understand why it needed to simulate Vulcan skin. I don't know, but the crystals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That just made me giggle. That was very 90s crystal therapy. Yeah. Well, it was cortical, you know, impulses and stuff like that to basically make it uncomfortable for any foreign consciousnesses. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can't do words (laughs) to be in a a body where it didn't belong. And apparently it was pretty painful. (laughs) And they're totally going to nerve pinch them when they're done now. No, no, Spock would never. <laughs> to Pring, maybe, but not Spock. Yes, she would. <laughs> she totally would. But, you know, we don't see that part, so we don't really know if to Pring <laughs> took it. Maybe that's why Mbanga wasn't there, because she did. Yeah, she just nerve-pinched him. So he was in the back healing. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a, a movement. Never known to cause lasting harm so at least there's that and then he's having his moment with chapel and uh, she's telling him that he needs to be more honest and he thinks she's talking about to pring and she says no more honest with yourself, yourself. Mm-hmm. Of what you that can was actually give. yeah yeah that that was also very good advice and it's interesting because it's something that Chapel needs to do for herself as well. Oh, yeah. Big time. And I think we're seeing the beginnings of her obsession with, with Spock. I mean, the, it, there was already a layer there, but it has just mm-hmm. been vaulted into full-blown obsession at this point. Especially when she's talking to Ortegas later and mm-hmm. saying, oh, yeah, now I broke up with him because we just, you know. He wanted he's more boring. Than I wanted. He's boring. He tried to read me his poetry, and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and Ortegas is giving her crap, and rightly so. And basically, Chapel's like, no, it'd have to be someone really, really special to get mm-hmm. me on board with any kind of commitment. Now, and I was disappointed she- that she said it would have to be a special guy. Yeah, because she's apparently had a situation with a woman as well. Yeah, so so, it, so she could be bisexual, pansexual. Why why throw in guy at the end? I'm like, oh. Well, she did say that was one time. Well, so still. yeah, so maybe it just depends on the person. Because sometimes you know, I I don't know what it's like to be bis- bisexual, but it seems to me if. It's just about the person, and not the gender. So, and you know, if someone's gonna fall in love, why isn't it gonna be Spock, right? Unless you got a chance with the captain, yeah. or number one. There is that. Yeah. Ooh, that's a hard choice for me. Mm. I'm sorry, I was thinking. Mm. <laughs> and then we could do a thruple situation. Yeah, instead I'm of three, down with a that. Yeah. Well, no, no, you can have your Spock. I'll, I'll take it. Okay, you know, <laughs> I'm running off with 
Captain and Una. <laughs> no, I'm fine. I will. I will have my hands full with just Spock. So yeah, that is true. That's true. Um, because we forget that uh, even with them being as logical as they are, their passions run very, very deep. Yes, and are very, very powerful. So, yeah. So Spock has a talk with T'Pring and explains what it was like for him growing up and how in Starfleet he is just accepted for who he is and he is quite simply just Spock. Mm -hmm. And she seems to have learned something from her experience. And yeah, they're going to fuck. They're totally going to fuck. Finally. You know, because they got interrupted. <laughs> the <first> time. <laughs> So finally they get to have sex. Good for them, I guess. Um, you know. It happens. It's We all just, we know where this is going. So it just makes me sad. I'm like, oh, honey. You're going to yeah. be so disappointed later. <laughs> he seems to take it in stride, though, really. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. All right. Well, you don't want me? Fine. Bye. Because all the ladies want Spock. All of them. Yes. And, and the men. There's mm -hmm. There's got to be a good half of the complement of the Enterprise that is just like, yeah, would have oh, him in a cold minute. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so, regardless of species or gender identity. Uh, yeah. So, that part is nice, I guess. But... Uh, the the wonderful thing is, I think one of my favorite things is the actual final meeting with the Rongovians, and mm -hmm. he's like, okay, the the negotiator's like, okay, why should we join the Federation? And Pike's like, hm, you shouldn't. Here's the look why. on April's face was just. I know, right? What are you doing? And I'm just like, this is exactly what he needs to do because it's the empathy thing. It all mm -hmm. goes back to the empathy. They want someone to look at it from their perspective, yeah. which is kind of the theme of this whole episode and is looking at something from someone else's perspective. And even the side stories, mm -hmm. we're covering that as well. Yeah. It was just this overarching theme, beautifully mm -hmm. done, beautifully yeah. worked in. Different situations all, but all coming down to the same thing, mm -hmm. which is basically empathy. And uh, so he says all the reasons why they shouldn't. It's like, yeah, um, you, you'd be taking on our enemies as your own. Why would you want to do that? Why, why would you want to join forces with something that's going to cause you trouble with other people? You know, yeah. so and the guy just stands up and says, thank you. And they walk out. And then uh, April's like, oh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> what were you, you had doing? one job. <laughs> you had one job, Chris. And uh, he says, what was that? He's like, I'm playing a hunch. And I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's our pike. And sure enough, as the beautiful solar sail ship oh, unfurls its gorgeous. sails. Oh, I love a solar sail. Mm-mm-mm. It unfurls its sails, and you see that Federation flag go up. They have decided to accept those terms. And that just, that actually got me emotional. <laughs> I get emotional every damn episode <laughs> for one reason or another. But I'm just like, you did it, buddy. You did it. So When it flies over Una mm -hmm. and La'an. Oh, and they were both yeah. just, their breath was stolen. It was a beautiful moment. Because how many times in your life are you going to see that? You're standing in a force field on the hull of a giant ship, mm -hmm. and then you see this other beautiful ship coming by with those beautiful sails, flying the flag of the Federation of Planets. You don't get much better of an ending than that. Mm -hmm. So overall, probably, I, <laughs> you know how hard it is for me to pick favorites, but I can I can honestly say... Um, this is my favorite comedic episode mm -hmm. of live action Star Trek because it is just perfect. It, it, I I was laughing so loud and so often. <laughs> Me too. Me too. And I have a cackle. Y'all know. 
y'all know what my cackle is like. I there were times where I thought I was going to lose my breath. <laughs> it's just so good. I was, just, I was laughing so hard I was starting to squeak because I couldn't get in any air. Is just a brilliant episode, and I highly recommend to everyone if you haven't already to watch the Ready Room episode of uh, covering this because Will Wheaton does talk to both Ethan and Gia, and it's wonderful. And uh, I really do want to know what Ethan's shirt said, though, because he had a jacket on over it, and it said something, and I know the last part of it was, and all I got was this lousy t-shirt, but I don't know what the rest (laughs) of it said. I want to know. I want to know, because he's always got the best shirts. (laughs) Always. Just take a look at at every picture you can find of him at a con, and he's got a different great shirt on. I mean, even when he went to, what was it, FedCon, which is in Germany, mm-hmm. he had one in German, which was translated awesome. to one part uh, logic, one part emotion. That's and, awesome. But it was in German. I'm just like, dude, this is the best. Also, they play Enterprise Bingo, <laughs> but it's a modified version for the actual actors and not what they would be playing if they were on oh so they don't get to stun each other then no oh no so sad yeah it's too bad too bad but uh yeah we get to see uh other other people we get to see um besides gia and ethan we also get to see rebecca and jess and um i think melissa yeah melissa was there and christina and Babs, so all they were all questioned with this. Cool. The thing that I find the cutest about this is when Will is giving all these compliments to Ethan, and and Ethan is just like, "No, sir, I bow down to you," sort of thing. <laughs> it was just this. It was just my heart, Aww. my heart. They obviously appreciated each other very much, and it was just so cute. So, go watch that, you guys. But anyway, I love this episode. I love everything about it there isn't a moment in it that i hate it is brilliant it is brilliant best live action comedy episode of star trek ever hijinks hijinks (laughs) not a fan of hijinks (laughs) do not like hijinks nor do i but logic suggests this is our best course of action (laughs) The whole the whole thing when Pike's ringing the doorbell basically and he keeps ringing it and like, oh, you're in there like, maybe maybe I mean they're expecting me to answer the door and he's like well maybe we just wait until whoever it is goes away it's like no the the sooner we that you answer the door as me the sooner, the sooner they, go, they away. go away just. I liked the the random humming they were doing. Mm-hmm. Touching each other's heads and hugs. Yeah. Just trying to. I think I have a gong. We need a gong. Yes. We may need a gong. <laughs> Just that made me laugh so hard. I hit my pop filter again. Damn it. So, yeah, this one gets top marks. Of course, I have no complaints about any of the episodes of this season mm-hmm. on the whole. It's probably one of the strongest first seasons of star trek in live action that we've ever seen yeah and it's definitely given me another ship that i want mm-hmm. so get so, on that eagle moss i want that yeah. ship yeah get on it they're gonna do them all you know they're gonna do them all i know i'm gonna be so poor <sighs> tell me about it still working on my discovery collection <sighs> so yeah um there i go doing my so yeah Gotta break these habits. So, yeah, like, um, this is a good episode and whatever. And, like, I think that, yeah, I don't have anything else really to say except, oh, my God, these actors are, like, oh, my God, really, they're the best. Like, I don't know anyone else who could do it so good. So, yeah, do a lot of vocal fry. Yes, well done to everyone. Um, I actually just want to see more hijinks with Pike, Spock, and T'Pring. <laughs> just... I I want more of the Ortega's Chapel friendship. I want that. Yes. 
Yes, I do too. We we all want it. And of course, I'll, I'd, I love seeing stuff with Una and Laon again because they're great together. Yeah. Just great all around. Everybody has charisma with everybody else. Like, every, mm-hmm. just everybody. 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 So, yeah. Such a well cast show, I must say. All right. Well, we have made it through this entire episode without my internet crapping out and also without naked children coming in (laughs) or a cat trying to get out (laughs) or any of those other things. This is like a first (laughs) since we started this season. (laughs) So yay us. So I guess at this point, hey, Suzanne, where the hell can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at KJNWay8 or at Stain Sass. And you can also find me doing another show called The Janeway, a Star Trek Voyager podcast with my friend Liam Smart. Which is a great podcast, guys. It's so fun. It's we so just, fun and excellent. We, we just dropped uh, an episode about innocence. The mm, yes. episode is innocence. First contact, yes. fist contact, and I will let you figure out <laughs> what the hell that's about. <laughs> on podcatchers everywhere, go listen. Yes. And where can people find you online, Uh I could talk about all the stuff I do, but it just makes me tired. So the things that I will mention is that you can find any podcasts I'm doing in pretty much any podcatcher you can find, but. They're also all on Anchor. That's our home base, which is uh, this is the easiest way to upload a podcast that I oh have God, ever experienced. I love it so much. I love it. It so is much. just mwah, chef's kiss, you guys. <gasps> yeah. Just so intuitive and mm-hmm. easy, and wow, just really great. Just really great. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So. Um, quickly my podcasts are what the future holds vedic assembly and this one of course both to go do a podcast with my husband called the dark corner where we talk about gothy stuff from uh, nerdy stuff and gothy stuff um it's fun we have a good time and we've been covering tarot cards and so we're gonna continue with that series and go in the next of the major arcana which is the star the star Sorry, I'm thinking of Nemesis in Resident Evil 3, the video game. Stars. <laughs> they did that in the second movie, too. It was just, yeah, weird. <laughs> so, And uh, don't forget, I do a live show on Saturday nights with my good friend Dan Gunther, who is just a peach of a human being. I adore that man. He is fantastic. I Anyone who ever could no one could ever say a bad word about him and if they did i would punch him right in the balls but not dan i'd punch the person i I think i would be right behind you because dan is a very nice guy he is he's magnificent and so smart and and caring and just fun he's just the best and uh so we do a little show on saturday evenings right now sometimes it moves around depending on his work schedule called the unready room and you can find that on youtube at kurt Ratz productions all videos that we do live do end up remaining on the channel so you can watch them later if you can't join live because we know we have international people that are fans of the show and we talk about all of trek so I get to do this again with Dan tomorrow night as of the recording of this episode. And we'll have a completely different conversation than what you (laughs) and I are having right now. And that's the beauty of talking to many people about Star Mm -hmm. Trek. So So those are all the places. Oh, yeah. Brandywine12 on Twitter. That's how you'll know what I'm doing, what I'm posting, stuff like that. Brandywine12. This brings us to the close of another episode of Boldly Go. We thank you for joining us. I don't know why I'm doing this voice, but I'm just <laughs> going to keep doing it. Thank you again. Because you've run amok. Yes, I've run amok. Amok, amok, amok. Amok, 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 amok. <laughs> Sorry, and now I'm thinking Fozzie Bear. Waka, waka, waka. <laughs> ah, my brain, my brain. So thanks, guys, for being with us again. Uh, we really appreciate you. If you feel the urge, please give us a five-star review. We love those. And we'll obviously read it out on air if you do. (laughs) So do that thing. And we will talk to you again in about a week's time. And until then, we 
definitely expect you all to keep boldly going. This has been Boldly Go, a Star Trek Strange New Worlds podcast. Our intro and outro music was composed especially for us by Eves Orwald, whom you can find on Facebook and SoundCloud for more of their music. Thank you for listening. 